Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Come on, man. Why the fuck didn't you talk to me about it? My boss's boss came down on me and said that we didn't have enough diversity at this liquor store. And now they're upset with me! Cause you talked to him! I'm not me! It's like, but I thought we had the open door policy. They complain about these things. We do, but don't use it! <laughs> I'm not a politician. Not like Crooked Hillary over there. She's a politician. She's bad, I'm good. She's bad, I'm good. <laughs> thousand people just eating it up. Oh, thousand. the number of people that were going on uh, about all this... All this complicated bullshit. It's like, oh man, he's a master of the craft. Did you see him? How he just like trounced Biden in that in that debate? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, if you have to go online and you have to have just explanation after explanation of why he did fantastic, if it's not just evident from the fact that he did really well that you have to explain it, maybe that should tell you something about the guy that you're backing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I haven't watched it, but from what I've gathered, is it was a shit show. Yeah, I'm not watching that shit. I, I watched like five minutes of it before I, I heard him start just like calling people names and interrupting. I was just, this is this is bullshit. This is all stupid. Like, why are they not just turning off his mic? Yeah. <laughs> like it's like if they if they truly wanted no interruptions, they should just be like, all right, and now Biden, it's your turn. Trump goes off, and then you don't have to worry about it. But they want that. They fucking want that. It's all part of the pageantry. Yeah, that's true. It's it's all wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just they it makes it more interesting if you can hear him cut in and be like, "Oh, that's bullshit. That's too much bullshit. You're stupid. You stupid head. I, <laughs> I, I think you your head is shaped funny, and also you're old, but older than me, maybe. I don't know. How old are they? <laughs> They're both ancient. They're okay, both old as shit. He's slightly older than me. <laughs> like if they, if he's older, he's like three years older. They're the same fucking age. Yeah, they're pretty much same same fucking age. Same same level of brain dilapidation. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah, coming right apart. Uh, <sighs> yep. But apart from that, so everything is awesome. Doing it, real good. It makes me sad, though, because I think that most people have, like, all but completely tuned out of Facebook. So I try to, like, sound blast the, uh, the most recent video you made, which was beautiful. It was a piece of art and got, yeah. like, zero interaction with it. <laughs> what is it because it's non-political i don't know even like i don't know i just, uh, honestly like my facebook is mostly just a thousand people just like blasting political stuff all the time and like none mm -hmm. of it's getting interacted with i think everyone's just like so beaten down at this point it's just like fuck <laughs> yeah. so it's either it's either the facebook algorithm just like not showing it to people which is totally mm -hmm. possible that's one side of it that I've blasted enough stuff that people don't agree with that people have just unfollowed me. That's totally possible. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm not easy to get along with. And then the other option is that everyone's blasting so much everywhere all the time that everyone's just taking a fucking hiatus from Facebook, except for like these fucking political ghouls that are just out for blood that are like, if you don't believe what I believe, you hate babies. And like, and if I see you posting anything positive about the other person, I will rip you a new one. Mm -hmm. I get a facepalm every time I see somebody 
uh, have an excellent start with a message. It's like, hey, you know, we just need to believe in equality. There's some really basic assumptions here. It's people who just aren't getting, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to block anybody. I want us to all get along. I want to blah, 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 blah. And then they'll go off on a little diatribe. It only takes a couple of sentences for them to ruin all the work that they've done thus far. Yeah. They're just like, and that's why you should vote Biden because yeah. Biden and the political platform of the Democrat. I'm like, no, you ruined it. You fucking yeah. ruined it. Like you were good until you actually endorsed something. If you yeah, want to be true. like the uh, arbiter marketing of truth. genius scheme that is the Proud Boys then what you have to do is be vague so that you can incorporate everyone until they get in on the ground floor, right? Until they're yeah. actually there, rubber meets the road, and then you start giving them missions and shit. But you got to give them missions uh, like uh, circumstantially. You can't immediately come out and be like, hey, you absolutely have to vote for this person. You absolutely have to support this kind of ideology. You just got to like decry what the other people are doing and by proxy, they're just like, oh, well, deductive effort. I guess I'm a white supremacist now. <laughs> guess I'm here now. Oh, shit. How about it? I thought I, would, I thought I just liked guns and hated Democrats, but it turns out I'm yep. a white supremacist. Who knew? Yep. Yep. He's a white supremacist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Attack, attack, attack. It's true. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's classic. I mean, like. I'm not saying Trump isn't affiliated with white supremacists and that's his bread and butter and that, like, <laughs> they love him. Like, even if he, like, isn't, he doesn't give a shit. He's using it all for political gain. I mean, you're still playing with fire, um, you know, trying <laughs> to use uh, anti-black white supremacist sentiments for your political advantage. I mean, I don't know. It's pretty, I mean, it, it's shitty regardless. But, I mean, like, I don't know. Watching it, it's, like, not, like, the thing is, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is that the way I see like liberals like sanctimoniously like going after this? Like they're acting like it's like something like he hasn't done before. Like this isn't like a clear cut example of his character, like trying to slam dunk on him and be like like everything I'm seeing is just like people reassuring the same things on Facebook over and over again and be like, Oh, well, if you're voting for the guy that says stand back and stand by to the Proud Boys and who the fuck do you think you are? You know, like they're going to like change anyone's fucking mind with that. Like I don't know. Like it's not. It's not that. It's not that I'm saying that Trump isn't a piece of shit, or that it's bad, or that it's shameful, or that that it's it's terrible. It's just that like. But what's this, the best case it, scenario? It isn't new. Like this isn't. Yeah. This isn't new evidence. Or like, like we've been trying to get him to do this since. 2016 yeah right? it was 2016 exactly with, with the charlottesville right? thing like i mean he's doing the exact same thing he did then like i don't see how you can be surprised and and like uh, like recently like the the thing just like came out it's like trump only paid 750 dollars in like taxes or whatever exactly. it's like yeah our tax law is fucking broken like no one like it's not like a slowly trump issue it's not like bill gates and fucking jeff bezos is paying their taxes and we're able to use those monies to do better things. And like Trump is like solely bad and if evil and icky and yucky. It's like they're all fucking doing this. But for once we have someone that is uniquely a fucking capitalist that is in the White House. So you can look at their taxes like, yeah, they're doing the same shit everyone else is doing. And like, yeah, tr I fucking hate Trump. Like he's fucking awful. But he's got a fucking point when he fucking says it's like... You Democrats and you Republicans, you both fucking passed this shit, and that's why I'm doing it. If you don't fucking like it, change the fucking laws. And it's like, yeah. 
I mean, like, there's nothing factually wrong with that. Like, that's true. Mm -hmm. Like, that's true. You can be upset with it and mad with it all you fucking want. And, like, we should want to change it. And it's bad. And I fucking hate both fucking parties. But, like, that in and of itself is fucking true. Like, you, you got to, like, you know, if you want to, like, I mean, I understand people's, like, partisanship and wanting to just be, like, everything Trump does is bad, everything Biden does is good, because I want Biden to win because Trump is bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, like, there's nuance, right? Mm-hmm. You know, even even when someone's 99.99% bad, there's still a point zero one where, like, they could be right, you know? Yeah. And and if you and if you are just so hell bent on like not acknowledging facts to try to push your objective because of the ex- existential threat that you feel, which is like I fucking hate that term, but it's going to get thrown down around five thousand more times before the election. But, mm-hmm. but that if you're so obsessed with this existential threat that you can't take in logical facts, like Trump saying that. No fucking millionaire slash billionaire in this country pays a, a, a appropriate portion of their taxes. That it's a fucking tax code that both parties created. Then, like, how do you expect to get on the level of someone that's a Trump supporter to be like, to like actually convince them that like, hey, maybe this guy isn't so good when you just blatantly ignore facts? Like, like you're doing the exact same thing Trump supporters do with Trump when you do yeah. that shit. We're just yeah. completely disregarding facts and reality to try to push your agenda because you're so afraid of Trump. Like, how do you f- expect to fucking convince somebody from a different fucking perspective than you? Like, you're doing the literal exact thing. Now, of course, you think you're doing, like, the exact thing for a good purpose, which is defeating Trump. But regardless, you're ignoring facts and reality to push a, a, a political agenda, which is the exact thing that fucking, you know, these Trump people do. So it's like, wh- what do you want? I'm going to dub that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put, put some kind of music in the background. <laughs> ba, you know what I mean, ba, though? Ba, da, ba, ba, da. Yeah, I know what you mean, man. Uh, like, I, like, the thing is, is like, I can see this <laughs> because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not emotionally invested in it. You know, like I, I, I just can't, I can't allow myself to get emotionally invested in it cause it's all fucking trash. Mm-hmm. It's all fucking stupid. And so I can like, yeah. I mean, it puts me in a unique position to be able to call balls and strikes where someone that's like uniquely invested nah. in voting for Trump or voting for Biden and having either one of them win, they're going mm-hmm. to tr- have like rose tinted glasses when they observe the candidate they're voting for, because everyone, you know, we, people want to be on the rebel side. Like they don't want to be the empire. Like they want to be voting for the good guys. Like regardless of how you feel about Republicans or Democrats, regardless of which, which ones you're voting for, you see your side as good and you see the other side as bad. And so like, therefore you want to be good. So you want to believe that all the, all the attributes of your guy are good and all the attributes of the guy is bad because you don't want to be voting for bad. Who wants to be bad? So your guy is good. You're voting for good. Everything he does is good. And the other guy's bad. Everything, you know, people that vote for them are bad. Blah, 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 blah. No nuance. Yeah. So, such a, such a simple, uh, uh under uh, just an ill-defined, uh, play. It's it's yeah. not. Uh, you're totally right, man. It, it's it's so simple. It there's no way that there's there there is some circumstantial truth to both sides. 
uh, or both sides. I don't think you're even trying to make an imaginary dichotomy out of the two. Yeah, it's they're mostly the, most the same thing side. In the world. If you're not one, you're automatically the other, and so on and so forth. For sure. Um, and having a having a separate opinion from those things is going to be foreign to uh, a, a lot of people's stereotypical discourse. It, it's you know well outside their consideration to even think that you know they if if they try to make like a a, 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 a like a peripheral attack like uh you know oh well you know like uh, you know you're engaged in conversation with someone who happens to be a liberal so they immediately think you're a conservative it's like well no I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah of course i'm not a conservative and i was like well if you're not a liberal what else could you be it's like I didn't, yeah, i'm well i'm not either of those things like I just, yeah I, i'm not I, those i don't two. really like american establishments it's like what yeah <laughs> establishments you mean like denny's you don't uh, yeah, like yeah. denny's yeah i'm not a huge fan of denny's <laughs> what's wrong with denny's i don't know i've only been there once to be honest it wasn't I... a terrible experience but people shit on denny's a lot yeah it reminds me of people talking about it reminds me of middle school it's an, and oh, yeah. whenever we would walk down the hallway in a straight line we would wait for the bathrooms we could only go in a couple at a time right because if you let all the kids go in the bathroom at once it would just be chaos, be chaos. So, they would just start like spinning in circles peeing mm-hmm. on each other they shit right. on the walls so you gotta you gotta titrate the children into the bathrooms uh, so that they can, you know, do their business and you can get on with the school day. And while we were standing there in line, that's true. The we kids would, yeah. would they would argue about the most ridiculous things. And one of the things that always seemed to come up in my particular circumstance was the, uh, I guess it was the WWF at the time, <laughs> which I, I guess is kind of it's gonna it's gonna date me a little bit, right? Because it's changed Fuck. names and whatever. So it, I think at one point in time it was just W. It was just a, a wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> But WWF, uh, and they would argue about, like, who was going to beat who. And even at that age, I had enough common sense to know that it was all just a fucking act. And sometimes yeah. people would talk about this with such veracity. Such zeal. It, yeah, it made me think, like, is there, is this real? Like, is it, like, <laughs> I know, I, I know, I know, I know it's not real. But is this real? Yeah, they, like, were like, people there, to like, be that emotionally that? invested in it? Yeah, I was like, are they like tricking themselves? I mean, it's almost like this meta theater, right? Dude, like, seriously. they're totally outside of it. I'm like, I don't understand what's going on because they're still talking about it like it's a real. I hear fucking adults talking about it. I hear yeah. fucking adults there. They're like, oh yeah, the Undertaker is the best. And brothers with Kane and they're like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking? About? <laughs> they're actors. They're underpaid actors that are destroying their bodies, destroying with their stupid bodies, stupid techniques and steroids. Like, yeah. This is fucking ridiculous that you think that this is any shade of true. And it's the same thing with these fucking elections. It, it's all exactly. just like pageantry and bullshit. It's like your exactly. country's already been bought and paid for. You know, exactly. Boeing and Northrop Grumman and all these military contracts and this imperialism. It's like that's the kind of shit that you should be more invested exactly. in. How? I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's where I'm at too, man. It's the how I don't fucking yeah. know. Yeah, I mean. Like, what are you supposed uh, to do about it? I'm like, I guess retreat from society and hope that the military doesn't show up on your doorstep. <laughs> Seriously, you know. Uh, yeah, we're in a uh, dic- uh, dictatorship of the bourgeoisie for certain. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got, you're voting for the capitalist either way. Um, there's no, There's yeah. no getting out of it. Um, it's, do you want to get punched with the right fist or a left fist? Uh, 
They're, I mean, fucking Obama dropped uh, more bombs during his presidency than Bush. You know, people mm-hmm. don't want to talk about it, but it's true. Mm-hmm. 90% civilian death rate. He used the Espionage Act to go after more journalists than any previous president in history. He deported uh, more immigrants uh, than all other presidents uh, combined. And, uh, yeah, overall, just a really terrible fucking human being. But, you know, he right. talked nice and he was black, so... You know he's a he's a good guy. He did talk nice. <sighs> that was that was that was a saving grace, really. But that's like the thing, though. It's like like I fucking hate Trump, and like it's bad that for obvious reasons that he's giving a voice to all these uh, uh, white supremacists out there. But at least he puts a fucking ugly face on imperialism, you know. And it's like I don't. Like I'm not voting for either of the major candidates, so I think he's I'm... making it personable. I think it's actually far more insidious than painting it in this ill light. Like, sure, maybe some people, like you and I, are so disillusioned with what the American establishment is represented through imperialism that it's pushed us so far left that we're outside of the uh, Overton window at this point. But yeah. uh, the majority of conservatives that were disillusioned with establishment politicians have found a renewed faith within it because of Trump. Because, he, yeah. like, the number of people that I've heard being like, I didn't really, I wasn't really into politics before, but I like how Trump talked. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> like, you were, you were pretty much a neutered force until Trump came in. And he was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to revitalize through commercialization of this office <laughs> the all of these disillusioned peoples who were a latent force you know not really being i mean granted they were being taken advantage of but it was mostly just to feed the meat grinder that is the military um but they, they were kind of like just in the background right and all they needed was somebody to be like hey you know like you're you, you know all these things that were great about your society all the slavery all the white supremacy all of the capitalism like all of these things like the golden age can return again and yeah. you can place me i mean <clears throat> we can be a top of right. all of this <laughs> yeah. so make me your king and i will be king trump for the next eight years at least <laughs> yeah that's a good fucking point yeah that is true he did reawaken because like for so long like fucking republican uh politicians you know reagan era on were just kind of like let me talk all yolksy folksy about the the beautiful star-spangled banner and how shiny our missiles are and how quaint the little house on the prairie is and if you vote for me we can still have that house on the prairie and our missiles will still be shiny and everyone's just like okay yeah i guess <laughs> it's like they they go, they go back and forth like all, all american politicians kind of rotate between uh you know the fear-mongering like the other side will take away your freedom and i stand for a purity that is the american mm-hmm. values of you know, whatever given context at the time is important to people yeah. from a marketable standpoint. It's like, it's one of those two things, right? They just like flip flop back and forth. Like mudsling, they want to take away the important American values. And I want to maintain those it's important like, American values. Dude, I've been slipping and sliding so far down the leftist, like fucking bread to YouTube that like just hearing like mm-hmm. the word freedom, like my immediate like guttural response is like, what is freedom when you're homeless? What is, 
what is freedom when you're hungry? Yeah. What is freedom when you have no job? <laughs> what is freedom when you can't afford health care? <laughs> but Jimmy, like we we live <laughs> These... better than the kings of the 14th century. Jesus Christ. Uh, our quality of life is so much higher than that of a lot of underdeveloped nations. Oh, God, no. We live in a world built by capitalism. But, like... (laughs) Which is just, like, a way oversimplification. It's like, well, capitalism exists, but, you know, without the independent effort of many a people that were taken advantage of by capitalism, of course, we don't have the things. Yeah, well... I mean, you know, you can only be, like, a capitalist, like, under the premise of, like, an accumulation of wealth, which means there had to be some, like, original wealth, right, of which you had, because, like, money is, like, is, like, you know, like, like, wealth in, uh, like, you know, wage labor, like, wealth, like, in, like, a, like, a physical form, so you had a... Like capital, yeah. So you had to like have some like pre-existing capital of which to like build upon, you know, which then you get to like really insidious things like slavery, right, <laughs> or indentured servants, or or yeah. other things of which to you know build yeah. that over many a generation, or yeah, you know you could be like Elon Musk and and have like parents slavery. that own like a fucking emerald mine, like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine, I guess. Yeah, cool. Man. I own an emerald mine in South Africa. Yeah, there's nothing problematic with that. <laughs> there's there's nothing inherently wrong with it, given that you don't everything's wrong with that. Enforce someone to. <laughs> no one chooses to work in a fucking emerald mine. Exactly. Oh, what was it? I was I was in a discussion with someone the other day about. Um, oh my goodness, what was the trade? There was a particular trade, and it was it was like overtly disgusting uh, well the thing that pops into my mind pornography not to say that anybody couldn't just take it you know if they couldn't if they wanted to do this they can do this blah blah blah, blah. uh sex work right yeah yeah, so yeah you have well here uh, okay you go you you have your tech I've, I've been thinking a lot about sex work lately from and and so like yeah so you yeah. you you say your take and then I've, I think I've like, I think I have finally synthesized mm-hmm. my like fucking, you know, like uh, yeah. sex positive liberalism with my fucking wage labor fucking communist tendencies. Like I think I've, I finally synthesized the two together, but you go and then I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll puke, I'll, I'll puke all over you with like, cause I've been reading a lot. I've been struggling with this a lot lately, trying to well, find the most like correct. Anyway, you go, 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 you, go. You go, probably go. have, you probably have a much, cause you've, you've actually looked into it and a I'm lot. still just like opining. Like, is, okay, this that's what, no, like, you, you opine and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Cause that's what friendship's okay, please, about. I'm just please kidding. Please tell me why I'm wrong. Because <laughs> the way that it seems, yeah, if, if you're engaging in any type of coercive behavior whatsoever, yep. especially when it comes to exploitative practices, like the use of uh, a, uh, status quo enforcement tool, a security officer, such as a pimp or, you know, some kind of like compound, that security guards are ensuring that uh, all of the sex workers are adequately protected, uh, mm-hmm. that's still in some way, shape, or form an institution that is developed through the use of um, of just capitalistic exploitative practices. So yeah. if someone wants to involve themselves... So it's basically like if you would want to do it without getting paid... 
I don't see any reason why you shouldn't be able to do that. But if yep. the only reason why you are doing the work is to be paid, then that is effectively exploitative labor practice. And you're, in effect, making money off of someone else's body in the instance that you're acting as a pimp, a security personnel, an owner of the land that the sex worker is renting, you know, in the form of, like, landlords and so on yep. and so forth. Um, but I mean, that's, that's, that's really just it. Like at one point in time, I think that yep. there was a, a little bit of a cultural shift towards allowing prostitutes to basically do what they want. It was like, well, I mean, like it shouldn't necessarily be criminalized, but there are a good number of things that should just simply be decriminalized because it loosens the hold that the state has over interference with many trades. And yep. whenever the state involves itself within a good number of capitalist exploits, you basically just have this, uh, um, uh, uh, cementation, cementation. That's what not the a fuck, good word Tim? to use. Why would you a, use a, that a word? Cement, you, could, you had a, so a many words. Solidification. You used. A solidification. A solidification of <laughs> of normative practices, right? So, uh, it, it reinforces the uh, capitalist benefit of exploitating people's labor with the monopolization of violence that the state has, and effectively means that that's not going anywhere. Yep. So it's even worse. I, I, that's all I got. That's no, all. no. I, actually, Tim, cementation. Like, with, with, no, with with just opining, you you naturally got to a point that it took me a while to get to, and like, and I think you 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 got like, and I, and I think that's basically it. Is that if you would do it without being paid, then you know, cool for it. Go like do whatever you want to do. Like we shouldn't, you know, just like tell people how they should and shouldn't behave. But yeah, exactly. You, you by, by if it's something that you have to do um, in order to get by, then yeah, there's like nothing necessarily like noble or like great about it or sex positive about it. If like a, a woman or man, you know, has to uh, sell their body uh, through sex in order to put food on the table, you know, like, cause I, and yeah, that, that's basically it because like, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean that's basically it. Yeah, like through Fuck like yeah. the yeah yeah that that's it through the that's uh, proletariat capitalism overall. Like, exactly. If, if you're gonna do something that you wouldn't normally do in exchange for uh, labor credit, that you know like money, yeah, <laughs> that we're ultimately gonna go well, and secure, yeah. uh, you know, some some hierarchy of needs with, mm-hmm. then it's probably exploitative or coercive. I mean, it's at, at exactly. least coercive, right? Like you exactly. have to do it. To meet your physical needs. Exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah, but a lot of people have a hard time, like, understanding that. So, um, yeah. yeah, no, you fucking and, did it. And sometimes like, people well, will just, like, jump immediately into, like, well, where is it going to come from then? Like, well, what do you mean, where is it going to come from then? Like, yeah. people, well, I mean, you're not going to, like, stop meeting your needs as soon as capital ceases to exist. Right. Like, I'm not, I'm not just going to, like, sit on my couch and die. The number of people that have, like, stared me, they just looked at me straight in the face. I'm like, so you're you're meaning to tell me that you'd think people would just, like, sit on their couch? And you're like, yeah, I know a lot of lazy people. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it's your own fucking problem, man. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you they just, you know they would just sit people. there and die? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. My 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 closest friends would just sit there and fucking die if they mm-hmm. didn't have to work. It's like, wow, dude, that's fucking sad. You should, yeah, help God. them or you have find a really high better friends. Your friends, <laughs> yeah. He sounds like you know some really lame fucking people. Um, the world will not miss them. Sorry to tell you that. Uh, everyone else will be like out, like I don't know, installing uh, solar panels on people's roofs so we don't have to 
die from climate change. So, uh, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. And like, the thing is, is that, you know, like, like it's really discouraging that like, it seems like so many people have a hard time like conceptualizing the idea of people being motivated by something other than fucking money. Like why? I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, it's, I mean, well, I do know why it's because we have that beaten into us like forever. It's like, okay. Like, you know, like just try to like think back, you know, when you were a kid, like, what did you want to do? It'd be like, I wanted to be a cop. Like, why did you want to be a cop? Did you want to be a cop because you thought I, you thought he would make money? No, cause I wanted to help people. So, so we've already logically gotten to like when you were a kid, you wanted to grow up and become a cop. Like, fuck cops. Let's not talk about cops anymore. I, I, I wanted to be I a firefighter because I wanted to help people. Okay. So, anyways, so, cut out. Be a cop for the reason that you mentioned. I mean, it was it was as poorly thought. I, out. I know. I know. I know. I just don't feel like talking about cops right now. Cops. 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 I'm so tired of talking about cops because I already can see like how like this is going to go in a direction of the conversation I want to fucking talk about right now. So, okay, anyways, so firefighters. Yeah. Nice anyways, I was talking about firefighters this entire time. Anyways, so like you know, like conceptually imagine you know you were a kid, you wanted to grow up to become a firefighter because you wanted to help people. So you like everything up to that point, like you know, like when you're a kid, you know, if you're living, grow up in a fortunate enough background, like you don't have to think about money. Yeah, there's plenty of kids that have to be socially conscious, aware of money because their parents don't have the liberty to hide the cruel world of capitalism from them. Because if you think about it, like most like kids, like upbringing is just being shielded from the. Cruel 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 world that is capitalism for as long as fucking possible until you ultimately get shoved out into it without it ever being fully explained to you because everyone is just like stuck in the sticky gooey fucking molasses ooze right okay. and then like they don't in, like in, in explain it to your children probably good people I don't think they understood it. No, you know, no, I'm not blaming them. No, I'm not blaming them. Like, I don't think even people have, people aren't taught the vocabulary to start to their kids. But, like, but going back to my shitty analogy. How are you going to execute praxis in your life? How are you going to praxis? Praxis is a German word. Why don't we just say practice? Practice. Why don't we just say practice? Because that's what it translates to in English. Because praxis sounds cooler and more Soviet. But it's a German word. It's not even a Soviet word. It's just it's the German word for practice. But praxis sounds cute. <laughs> it sounds scary and it'll scare the libs. Let's say praxis all the time because that will make us that will make us relatable to the common person. Mm-hmm. Just going around saying fucking praxis. Oh, it's, it's Greek. Anyway, sorry, I'm I'm ranting really fucking hard. Uh, I'm I'm broken, but okay. But anyway, I'm I'm trying. I'm going to get through this fucking analogy, Tim. Do it. Hell or high okay, water. So you so, wanted to okay. be a cop when you were so, younger. Right? Wait, wait, no. I did, oh, I wanted to be a firefighter. So like, I'm like, we're, we're breaking down. We're break. We're trying to break down how people could go from you know being a child with simple wants and needs to being to transforming into a shit bird. That can only think about people doing things for money. So, you know, you're a kid. Hopefully you have a decent, you know, upbringing and childhood and whatever. And you want to be a firefighter because you want to help people. So, like, just imagine that you don't live in a capitalist society. You live in a society where you can, like, make decisions, like, based on need. And you grow up and, you know, everyone has their basic needs met. Like, I don't see, like, why in this hypothetical, like, fucking society that's probably going to fucking need firefighters, because every goddamn society needs firefighters, why you couldn't just, like, 
become a firefighter because that's what you always wanted to do your entire fucking life and just like go and fucking fight fires and like be a part of like fucking society like why the fuck would you trade that in for what actually happens to people is you fucking you know graduate high school and you need money and you realize that a volunteer firefighter doesn't make any fucking money because it's called a volunteer fucking firefighter so you end up going and working at mcdonald's and you decide to base your entire fucking ideology around people need money i'll work at mcdonald's if I didn't work at McDonald's, I would just lay on my couch and die. Like, why the fuck would you, like, go to that as, like, uh, like I don't know. Yeah. Well, well, I, I think I think you are right. It's kind of, like, beaten in to a certain degree. Like, what am I going to do if I'm not working for money every day? Because that's the simplified effort of the purpose of living. Yeah. Well, well, uh, what am I doing other than just making money? It's like, well, I don't know. What would you do if you had an infinite amount of money? Like, yeah, imagine like all your basic needs are met. You no longer require money. Like, yeah, do that thing. What would you fucking do? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think some people like I've done this to myself before at for limited amounts of time uh, before throwing myself off a bridge is just like removing like spiritually and emotionally like all of like my deepest wants you know just like let me remove these because it hurts too much to Mm -hmm. think about like continually living and just accepting that these things will never happen because they're not financially viable you know what i mean yeah and that's fucking depressing as hell yeah and I've been yeah. there. I've done like, that. I want. I want to go and like backpack across India or something. It's like you can't do that. Like you don't have the money have the ability and resources. to go on a year long hiking trip, mm-hmm. or you know something like that. Jimmy, yeah, are you okay? Am I okay? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. What's up? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about like giving up on all your dreams and shit it's, it's a... we've all been there <laughs> come on don't yeah. act like you haven't no we we <laughs> we have been there it's just uh i'm I sorry think this I... is kind of where the conversation like comes back to i'm, I'm just uh, being really real i don't know like i don't know man i don't know <laughs> so <laughs> we can okay we can get as personal as you like to that being said i think we're about to come on to a, this a good this is a good point there's a good point to be made here yeah. and that's that the the loop ultimately comes all the way back around to the principle of coercion and exploitation right so if you have a society of people that suddenly mm-hmm. have all of their needs met let's say that magical automated luxury space communism just happens yeah and then you have a bunch of people who are sitting on there actually remove the automated part we don't have the automated part yet so let's say that you have communism that just happens out of nowhere and everybody has to have their needs met in some particular capacity, right? So all of these people who now no longer have to be forced to go and work are going to sit on their couches instead. How many things in our society just cease to exist out of that? You know, will we be speaking on our our, uh, microphones that are plugged into our computers that have access to the internet? And, you know, I I live out pretty far. You know, I'm in rural Tennessee, right? So if all of these things would cease to exist... As a result of people not doing work, I feel like a lot of people in modern society would simply be like, oh, well, that's the bad part. That's why we need capitalism. I'm like, what, So what you're effectively saying is that 
if we have these things, it effectively justifies the indentured servitude of people doing what they don't want to do every single day in order to make sure that they have their basic needs met. Mm-hmm. It's a justification for, I don't know, a microphone or a, a beer or a, a hat or you know what, whatever you have that is a comfort in life. It's like, okay, so how about you just get used to not having a thing that wasn't made without coercion? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, I would be fine it, with that. At the simplest point, like I don't even have to. And then, like, but then, like big brain, and be like, oh well, you know, these things would just like manifest out of the organic and cooperative, free associative efforts of individuals and innovators. It's like, no, you don't even have to think about that. It's just like, don't yeah. do the thing. That's the bad thing. Like, don't, don't, don't try to justify it by the fact that we get a good thing out of the bad thing. I mean, I would like. I would assume that, like, let's say, like, hypothetical, like, <laughs> we have we have no fucking hierarchies. We don't have like any fucking government to tell us to like go and work at the I don't know fucking electric dam that makes our electricity to make our lights go on. I mean, if my electricity never came on, eventually I would figure out why it wasn't coming on and be like, hey, we should organize this. Yeah. Make this dam work so we could have electricity and we can, you know, have nice things, you know. I mean, I don't yeah. I don't think we're that I think we're perfectly capable. I would I would assume most people would do that kind of stuff. I don't know. <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden like, you try <laughs> to organize and you go to a meeting and there's that guy that, that was the the head of some random company. <laughs> like he owned the, the dam and he was just sitting there like peeling profits off of the top. And he's like, hey, uh, I don't exactly know how to keep this dam running, uh, but uh, I tell you what, if all you guys will run it for me, I'm just going to sit back and make sure that everything is working the way that it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> no, We don't need no. you. You can't do that. And that's the important part of this, this uh, the thinking process that comes prior to the praxis, right? Yep. You have to ensure that everybody's on the same page in terms of the hierarchy. Because if, yeah. if people can't distinguish between the person who's sitting by and uh, just acting as a parasite on the process, then they're certainly not going to be. Yeah, we got to get rid of all parasites. Of, that's the yeah, thing. They, they can't have a meaningful cooperative effort in order whole, to, whole, to make things point, work getting to rid the of the parasites. Yeah. No parasites. No parasites. No parasites. Especially, especially the big ones. Big, big parasites. Yeah. Maybe exclusively the big ones. And then you don't really have to worry about a lot of the small ones if they're not sucking that much blood from you, if any. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, like the only, like, if, if, if I mean, of course, parasites in this conversation are capitalist, right? I mean, and, yeah. <laughs> and in that yeah. case, like, like the only ones I think I would allow would be like uh, small restaurants. Like, that's it. That's all you need. You just need small restaurants. Well, yeah. in, uh, in the conquest of bread, uh, by Piotr Kropotkin. Kropotkin. Uh, he discusses the uh, uh, dissolution of the formal establishment. And of course, this is the early 20th century. So he's talking about like the, the dissolution of uh, luxury restaurants yeah. in favor of public kitchens, which, I mean, the way that we view public kitchens right now, of course, because they're so underfunded and more often than not, they're they're just acting as a Band-Aid to ensure that homeless people are not just like popping up dead all over the place yeah. um, from from uh, starvation. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure that this could right. ultimately like, We're not change. nice. We're not providing the, 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 the public kitchens because we yeah. love homeless people and want them to be fed. Yeah. We provide 
public kitchens because it's unseemly for middle and upper upper class people to find dead people in the street. That makes them feel yeah. icky. You just like you trying to like grow down the highway and you just like keep hitting the bumps. Like it's pretty yeah. pretty obnoxious. You know exactly. It's it's not for their benefit. It's it's for more well to do people's benefit to not feel icky on the inside. Yeah, and I'm sure that they're. I'm sure that they're. It, I think it's easy to comment on these types of things as. Uh, like a societal product, but there are some indi- individual people who are making it their praxis to uh, open soup kitchens uh, or oh, food yeah, pantries yeah, yeah, yeah. or various things that are doing uh, a lot of good uh, in the world by uh, trying to at least, in the spite of all of the things that would encourage them to do otherwise, uh, you know, put a, a very well placed band aid. I mean, and that's probably the meanest way to put that. <laughs> No, um, I, yeah. On the, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just more or less just talking about the callousness of fucking people, but yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Not, because a, a good good number of people, uh, you know, in, in the worst case, how completely apathetic. You know, it's like, how can we, like, turn the poor into a food source so that we can actually make use out of them? Mm-hmm. Um, who was it that said that? Who was it that well, said that? Well, I'm, that was, uh, that was a poor. satirical piece, and it was yeah. saying that you, you f- feed the homeless to the hungry. Yeah, a modest proposal by Jonathan Swift but in that was 1729. A, it, was, it was satirical. It wasn't like a legitimate suggestion. It was absolutely, like a, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it. The the other thing that I, we've talked about before that people will forget. That's why I'm bringing up again. Is that the the concept of meritocracy? Like meritocracy is brought up and talked about a lot in American politics. Like it's a legitimate thing. Of like that we live in a meritocracy. That the harder you work, the higher you climb up the ladder. Blah 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 blah. Bullshit. 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 That was also a satirical piece. I can't remember what the piece was called. I believe it was written by a British writer. I could be wrong on that. Um, and where he wrote of the concept of like, oh yeah, <laughs> we live in a meritocracy. The harder you work, the you know, the better you end up in life. You know, like as a big joke, because of course that's not the way the world works. But Americans are so fucked up with their Puritan like shit brain, white supremacist logic. They're like, yeah, the harder you work, the better you are. That's why us white people are doing so much better because we work harder than everyone else. Was how long ago was this written? Do you, do you recall? I don't know. Um, because I know a lot of people have, have discussed the concept of meritocracy. I don't know when it was first coined. Uh, I'm going to look it up for you right now. But uh, the, the sociologist... Um, Michael Dunlop. Michael Dunlop Young. Satirical essay. Yeah, that's it. It came yeah. in 1958. It was not a thing Rising until 1958. It's a fairly okay. recent thing, and it's poisoned the well. It's yeah. poisoned all of American politics. Yeah, it, quite so. Mm-hmm. He, he wrote the satirical thing to make fun of a thing that people were already operating under. And then Americans were like, what's this? A way to excuse inequality? Hum, nom, 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 <laughs> Yeah. And, and they'll just kind of like um, alternate between this and, uh, you know, whatever other way to shirk off responsibility for uh, the continuation of but, inequality but that was him coining the term authority. so i mean like it's existed throughout all of humanity obviously yeah oh but now we have like a fun word meritocracy that we can throw around and makes us sound like we know what we're talking about anytime you end a word that sounds like that ends in ocracy it's like yeah this guy knows what he's fucking talking about he's he ended a word in ocracy aristocracy <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah which i mean that's effectively what we have now right uh we i would say we have an oligopoly 
which is uh, Opoly. I, I ended a word in Opoly. Opoly. Okay. So we've got, uh, let's see, form of government that places strength in the hands of small, privileged ruling class, the aristocrats. So uh, the what exactly is an aristocrat? Thank you. Um, why you asked, Jimmy. usually insinuates something with birth. That's where you get your privilege from. Yeah, hereditary rank and titles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is technically not true in our modern society. But, yeah, that's why I say oligopoly. Mm-hmm. It's like there's still a possibility that you can uh, interject yourself into the into the plutocracy. Exactly. Like if you're rich enough and your parents just happen to own enough emerald mines, you may be able to buy enough sway in an, a political establishment to get billions of fucking dollars of tax-free money from the government to uh, support your business. Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah ol- oligarchies i mean that's that's pretty that's a pretty blanketed term right i mean that's just like oh yeah power, power of the few right yeah just a few people rule a lot of the people you know yeah, relying yeah, yeah. on public obedience and oppression to exist of course because why would anybody submit themselves to the rule of a few <laughs> yeah mm. exactly you got to do something to put keep keep the uh, lego pieces in place yeah mm. Okay. Oh, so the the original use of the term oligarchy was meaning by rule by the rich, which ultimately became known as a plutocracy because, you know, Aristotle and Pluto, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Let's have a democracy, but only for land-owning Greeks that are Mm -hmm. educated and shit. Yeah, that sounds great. So, yeah, nobility doesn't necessarily exist, but we certainly still have wealth inequality, education inequality. Yeah. Okay, um, if we're going to get very specific, yeah, we live in a plutocracy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think, I think a lot of these terms are er, 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 er. Yeah. <laughs> what plutocracy. Is does that mean we all worship Pluto? No, it does not. Hmm. And Pluto's not even a planet. Well, what, do get, you, what do you think about a gerontocracy? Is. How about that? Uh, uh, a society ruled by the old? Yeah. I mean, we're basically that too, but it just happens the old people happen to, happen to also be rich. We are kind of like that. What, what if as soon as you reached a particular age, you became a, a a a ruler? I mean, like it was just like a just like a kind of a 50-50 kind of thing. Um, not to be rude, but I don't know that many woke old people, so Okay, yeah. Well, as wokeness, <laughs> so is is woke and educated are these are these somewhat interchangeable no. terms? Yeah, no. I mean, there's a ton of people that would be classified under woke that like have no fucking class politics. So, like, I mean, I'm using like the term very fucking loosely. What's uh, the difference between woke and wise? Woke is like woke is very exclusive to people that are aware of um the plight of like black brown and like a dig- indigenous people in the united states that are just with it you know explicitly are, ethnic or like it, an, it's, an, it's, an it's, eth- it's 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 usually explicitly ethnic. anything identity politics so it's usually it like i think woke I, I could be wrong i don't know the etymology of like the word fucking woke but i'm assuming that it was used by cool hip and young black people and then it got appropriated by white people and then the definition changed its meaning over time right because that's what usually happens with you know cool phrases that like 
hip young black people come up with and white people adopt it and like it it's tire fucking meaning changes right uh mm-hmm. but like i think it's usually used in understanding like someone like aware of like race uh politics but okay. it could also in some cases also being aware of like lgbtq plus like issues and stuff like that but i think it's usually like people that are you know like hey <laughs> black people got it pretty bad am i right you know but people that have been enlightened to the uh the, institutional ethnic troubles exactly struggles exactly uh, and so when i say like old people aren't woke i'm saying like old people don't know that shit and they don't care and they don't want to know yeah yeah and and there is a the general principle that uh you know over time if you listen to it and i mean this is this is kind of a big thing i'd say up until the last i would say six years or so i would think that humanity was ever progressing we were ever moving forward uh that's the way they present it to you don't they it, it certainly is. It's like, well, I mean, your educational system certainly is always going to present the culmination of uh, of historical advancement well, you see, to positively affect progress. The way it used to be is only wealthy white landowners could vote, and then it was only wealthy white people, and then it was only white men, and then it was uh, white men and black men. And then it was everybody. You see, we're all getting better all the time. And then it was everybody. And then, and then you like, you flip that rock over and it's like, uh, your vote actually doesn't mean anything. Like unless you're part of the electoral college, for example, your vote is literally not counted. And beyond that, unless you have some type of wealth to be able to lobby for particular policies or particular candidates, those votes aren't really counted either. So we started with uh, what, uh, you know, wealthy landowning whites. We're still there. Exactly. There's effectively no difference between that. And, so then you have to think like, okay, so every other point within my education, how much of that is any shade of accurate? Like if I can't trust that, I mean, and of course there are a lot of like uh, sciences and, and uh, you know, maths that we can trust, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're, they're a little bit more empirically based. It's, it's a lot mm-hmm. easier than to trust uh, all the sentiments that were uh, presented to, <laughs> to us trust ideology. You mean, <laughs> What was that? The trust ideology? <laughs> exactly. You can't. You can't trust jack shit. Uh, I mean, especially not when uh, there have been many perspectives intentionally left out that you only come upon later to find that these are are seem to to, to be very uh, to have sufficient explanations for why certain institutions and maladies uh, on, on, upon our society still exist and are yeah. regularly infiltrating. Uh, you know, established groups of people seem to turn them right back into savages. Like, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of where I was going with this whole thing. Like, I I thought that the the magic crystals phase was over. I thought that, like, the reversion back to uh, the, the magic and mystical days of old in which people started just trusting their gut rather than uh, a... a a community and a, a timeline of experience and reason and uh, positive memory. And yeah, we just, know. we end up falling right back into a preference. Uh, and, and so it's like, I, I can't, we can't, we can't trust that 
this is just going to be an organic process. Uh, it it, it kind of reminds me of the, like the um, um, in manufacturing consent when Noam Chomsky is discussing uh, the um, you know the 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 process of of of, um, of producing an undereducated society that mm-hmm. effectively has no choice uh, that that effectively doesn't have the ability to be able to reason. Um, yeah. And thus, you don't have to subjugate anyone if they're w- willfully ignorant. Like they they don't they don't want to know more. <laughs> yeah, like I, I can't even bring up these discussions with the majority of of my communities, especially where I'm at in the world. Which I don't know if it's a whole lot different anywhere else. You know, well, I, I haven't mean, exactly pe- given a lot of opportunities to travel outside of my social circles. I mean, so if, if people weren't willfully ignorant, how are you supposed to advertise to them? <laughs> You said if they if they weren't if people aren't willfully mm-hmm. ignorant, how are you supposed to advertise to them? I'm just I'm just saying like our market based fucking you know mm-hmm. economy. You know I mean how much fucking money gets dumped into fucking advertising? You know there's not there's not mm-hmm. a market incentive for making people to be able to critically think about what they're being uh, drowned in 24-7 all day, every day. You, you have to figure out a way to commoditize the message that you're sending out, lest it be uh, simply co-opted by another company that can find a way to commoditize it, uh, thus reducing its efficacy in, um, in moving away from the institutions that would have some kind of vested interest in commodification. Mm-hmm. So you you can't just like present an idea uh, from even a biased source. I mean, like of course there's bias in everything. You know, you can't you can't ever get away from bias. But sometimes the oh, bias yeah. is positive. Sometimes exactly. the propaganda is positive. Exactly. Like, like I think yeah, we got to get away from the idea of like thinking that anything isn't biased. Everything is. is biased. The yep. concept of things being able to be unbiased. Mm-hmm. is uh everything's propaganda <laughs> absolutely yeah everything I mean, has a tilt like whether time. whether or not you think something has a tilt or not like if you if you think something like some source doesn't have a tilt then you don't understand the fundamental ideology of which the source is coming from absolutely that's well said and that's like and that's like the reason why uh people have such a hard time wrapping their brain around like neoliberalism because like it's like the in- invisible ideology because it's the it's the soup that we're like perpetually swimming in mm-hmm. in you know 21st century America and I'm sure in many other western nations. Yeah. Yeah, and occasionally this invisible hand just comes down and stirs the soup that you're floating in. Dude, yeah. No, seriously. Like, you know, everything <laughs> Wait a is second. a commodity. Yeah, it's it's fucking nuts, dude. That it's invisible fucking... hand's supposed to stay out of the soup. What the fuck is going on? Visible hand's about fucking tariffs. Leave, leave the invisible hand out of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I haven't read much fucking uh, Adam Smith just because I, like, I already have preconceived notions, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Like the little bit I do know is I know the invisible hand isn't is just about fucking tariffs. Like everyone needs to calm their shit. Oh, it's is it's explicitly about tariffs. Yeah. So, um, Wealth of Nations is a book that Adam Smith uh, wrote, and so basically <laughs> all of uh, and like I swear to God, Tim, if you fucking drag me down like some economics road trying to make me explain shit, I'll punch you in the dick. I'll walk away. But I'm going to explain this. And we can talk about this for we could you could set a timer. We okay. could talk about this for an experience. Can we talk time. about MMT? 
No! <laughs> I'm never talking about MMT ever again. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> but we'll talk about Adam Smith for like less than 10 minutes. But Ready, so, go. And so in Wealth of Nations, um, Adam, Adam Smith, you know, wrote that book. And um, like uh, neoclassical economics is basically the economics of which uh, everyone learns from, which is like your, your pro-capitalist economics of which everyone mm-hmm. operates from in like, you know, the Western world or whatever. And I'm not an economist, so if I'm wrong, fucking correct me. But that's what I fucking understand from people that I know who have taken economics classes. So anyways, Burke, Wealth of Nations... Um, it gets quoted a lot um, from people that know economics better than me. I've heard that it gets misquoted a lot to propagandize and push a very specific bent in economics for our pro laissez-faire uh, economics. And uh, the the invisible hand often gets misquoted, and it's only um, I think the phrase invisible hand is only used once, maybe at most twice in the entire book of Wealth of Nations, of which it's quoted from. Like in all, and and it's never used again in any of other Adam Smith's writing. It wasn't something he put a lot of thought into, and it was yeah. basically a metaphor um, that Adam Smith used in relation to tariffs and just talking like i don't i don't fully understand the quote but basically just talking about like people's desires of like you know trading goods whether it be better or not better for like the nation they come from and the relation to tariffs and this invisible hand that plays a role within all of that like it's not used as a justification for laissez-faire economics like it was used when i was learning about economics in fucking high school like the the way it's been it's 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 misquoted what so it's it's not like a, a metaphor for universal Darwinism no. for use of last no. fair capitalism? No, no. It, it's used specifically in the context of tariffs. I don't completely understand the context because I'm not a fucking <laughs> Adam Smith fucking historian economist, but it is not used for social Darwinism in the least. It has absolutely fucking nothing to do with that. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people are like trying to understand this as a metaphor, but are not using the text explicitly. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's almost like they're reading it like a, um, like a doctrine, mm-hmm. um, like a, uh, uh, like a, like a, like a religious manual instead of some type of, uh, philosophical work, which I guess, you know, there's probably some interplay there. Um, I mean, but even so it's like, Oh, well, you know, let's discuss the invisible hand as so I'd like to interpret it. Exactly. God, the number of times that I, 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 I try to do that thing. I, and, and you remember me telling you about that where I like, I tried to do the thing where anytime I saw somebody that I knew to be the, you know, well-rooted within a Christian culture, say something that was inherently not Christian that I would just like point to a verse in the Bible and be like, Hey, Check this out. That's not in line with what you're saying right now. <laughs> yeah. you, should, you should be a better Christian. You know, yeah. I tried that. I fucking tried that. And they like fought me. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking fought me every step of the way. Like, it well, I don't work. interpret it, it like that. Yeah, because you can't like you, you inherently cannot do that. And, you know, if if you could do that, then the, the fucking, uh, you know, uh, invasive religious practices would have been gone a long time ago. Is all it would take is the first relatively uh, knowledgeable person, or at least somebody that was outside of the community, to look into the book and be like, "Hey, you're not doing this thing that the book says," and they'd be like, "Oh shit, I had no idea. I had no idea that I wasn't doing exactly what was in the book." But it's like there's enough leeway, there's enough ambiguity that they can 
argue whatever the fuck they want, whenever the fuck they want to do it. It's about power. (laughs) Yeah. It's about being in charge of whatever you think the thing says, you know, making it match your personal beliefs. The invisible hand, eh, that's, that's all about masturbation in your mind or something you know, yeah. like <laughs> the, the invisible hand job is that like the invisible the hand job oh yeah um what <laughs> i think you should do tim is i think you should learn spanish and then get really hardcore into liberation theology which i think uh-huh. is what was practiced by many um like a uh, communist uh uh, uh mm-hmm. priest okay. uh catholic priest in latin america and so Sounds just good. as just like from the wikipedia article which I'm sure is a, a, a more sanitized version of the definition, but it, it, it says here, liberation theology is a synthesis of Christian theology and socioeconomic analysis that emphasizes social concern for the poor and political liberation for oppressed peoples. So, um, yeah, I, I like think it. you should get, like, really hardcore into that. Just be like, well, I believe in liberation theology, and just, like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> just, like, huh. blow people up. Be like, oh, well, uh... I, I believe in liberation theology, and uh, we're all about uh, helping oppressed poor peoples. And we interpret uh, this like this, and uh, if you interpret it that way, it means you're a sack of shit. <laughs> oh, hey. Uh... <laughs> no, uh. Hey. No, uh. No, no, no. It, it literally does. No, it literally, it literally does. I have a quote here from uh, some guy named Jose who was like, cool and shit and uh it says you're a piece of shit if you uh don't don't read the quote this way oh my god have you ever heard of the landless workers movement uh no but i'm sure it'll make me sad yeah it's pretty sad informal membership of 1.5 million people across 23 of brazil's 26 states Defines its goals as access to the land for the poor workers through a land reform in Brazil and activism around social issues to make land ownership more difficult to achieve. Sounds like they should collectivize their farms. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. So the uh, the I heard about the landless workers movement uh, from uh, this guy named Thomas Balduino, mm-hmm. which happens to be a bishop in Brazil, known for his work with natives and that particular movement, who's wearing this thing called a tucum ring on his on his hand have you ever heard of have you ever heard of that no no idea what that is so apparently it's so it's worn on your on your left uh ring finger so you Mm -hmm. know where you would wear a wedding band uh and it's a black colored ring made with the seed of s what is that estrocarium vulgare which is a palm tree native to the amazon rainforest and it's worn by christians in brazil especially catholics as a symbol of the commitment of their churches to the poor so if you see people that are wearing Dope. the black wedding ring on their left hand there, chances are they might be associated with that movement. Might or holding dope. mustard seeds. I don't know why those are both symbols of the <laughs> of liberation I'm just theology. always holding mustard seeds. Yeah. No matter where I go, no matter where you see me, mustard seeds are in my hand. What do you Man. do with those? I do not know. I do not know. I'm going to put But I read them. a Wikipedia article. <laughs> and it said that if I had these mustard seeds in my hand, that I support poor people. Oh, so. I don't even, I know what that's about. It's uh, the strength of a mustard seed. But I feel like, once again, that's a metaphor. You know so, what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? It's a verse in the Bible. Am I not wrong? 
Yeah, it, it, talking about uh, even if you have the strength of a mustard seed, or the faith, faith of a mustard seed, that's what it is. The faith of a mustard seed, then you can move mountains. I, so mustard once seeds again, really small. It's, a, it's a metaphor. If you're just... <laughs> And it's also like it's also saying like if you have the faith of a very small thing, it's like well, but faith is not one of those things that is, I don't know, it, it related to volume. It's more more like a you either have it or you don't. It's like a yes or a no kind of question, a pass or a fail. You can't just be like, oh well, I have a lot of faith or I have a little bit of faith. It's like well, to make the jump from no faith to faith is massive. <laughs> is I don't have any faith, but. Both my front pockets, I assure you, are filled with mustard seeds. There's a lot of mustard seed in there. Whole bunch of mustard seeds. If, I think it would be pretty awkward if you found somebody with a um, like a, a black wedding band in a church, and you were like, "Oh my God, liber- liberation theology!" And they're just like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, liberation theology. Me too, man." No, actually, this is just uh, titanium. I paid uh, ten thousand dollars for this fucking ring. I used the church money. Yeah, I'm not the pastor here. I used. It took him. Tukum ring. It's a Tukum ring. No, 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 no. No, it's it's platinum, I know, because I fucking bought it, and it's just really dark. What? No, the preferential option for the poor. Uh, No, I don't give a shit about that. (laughs) Come on. No, I got this because it's really expensive, and it makes me look cool. It's it's literally a plat. I I don't know why I would lie about that. I spent a lot of money on this fucking ring. I fucking hate all people. (laughs) No, it's not even a hate. It's just like a like a it's a low hum in the back of my head. I just don't fucking care. It's, this rig's expensive though, so don't tell me it's made from Tukum. 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 Uh Tukum. Uh I I did want to talk about these igloo shelters to keep the homeless warm in the winter. I think it's pretty cool. Ooh-wee. I kinda I so I like the idea. Um but it reminds like me the of the guy who did the fucking Trash, trash cans. cans. It's a British like fucking billionaire that took two wheelie bins, yeah, and duct taped them together. Okay, so okay, Jimmy's hot take in Jimmy's a world take. in a world of scarcity. Like, let's uh-huh. say that we lived in a world in in the West. This guy lives in France, I believe, in France, where every house was filled. Mm-hmm. Let's just assume that every fucking house is filled. There's no more houses. Whoa. You know, the the, the government and lo- local principalities are working to make more houses so people have houses. But all the houses are filled, but there's still people that are homeless. This is bad. The homeless people need to go somewhere, but there's nowhere. There's no churches to put them in. There's no gymnasiums. There's no communal buildings. There's nowhere to put homeless people. What are you gonna do? In that in that instance, these foam igloo shelters, fine. Have at it. That's the best you can do. So be it. But I haven't looked at the statistics for 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 France, but in the United States, I think there's like seven, six, something like that, vacant homes to every homeless person. Yikes. Why 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 are you gonna put people in a in a foam hot dog in a foam mailbox you got mail style when there's so many vacant houses that aren't being used like to, like to me that's just like that's just uh cruel <laughs> i don't know how to put it i mean i i suppose i suppose the foam mailbox is less cruel than letting them sleep on the street 
in a mm-hmm. in a sleeping bag, so be it. But you know, if you can't take the extra step of like, why don't we put the homeless people in the homes that are empty? It's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, we already have the solution. The solution is end the profit motive. Put people in the empty homes. Problem fucking solved. In the profit motive. Who ends that? The state? No, we got to do it, unfortunately. Exactly. We got to do it. I totally agree, Jimmy. I don't know how to do it. I think, I mean, well, I think given the fact that people like Joe Biden are called a Marxist, just goes to show that we've got a lot of work to do with building class consciousness in America. And I, and, and I think, yeah, I literally saw a tweet that was like, that was trying to let, be a slam on Joe Biden that was like, Joe Biden is a Marxist and he plans on implementing a Marxist agenda and implementing Marxist in the first hundred days of the presidency. And I was like, dear God, I wish that was fucking true, but you're a fucking Fox News host and this is not true. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know how many people died (laughs) under Joseph Stalin's reign? (laughs) Yeah. More than were killed in the Holocaust. Joseph Biden, Joseph Stalin. Same thing, I think not. Yeah, so coincidence. Yeah, coincidence. I think not. Yeah, and um, I don't know. And I've been reading a lot too about like the the, like the concept of. Have you are you familiar with the term labor aristocracy? The term. Um, is that like um, I I, is that like the dictatorship of the working class? Um, it's 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 within you know you know Marxist thought like the dictatorship of the proletariat, but like basically labor. Mm -hmm. Labor aristocracy is like basically an argument of like why, uh, you know, communist Marxist revolutions won't happen in the first world is that basically like um, people like you and me, Tim, and like everyone else in America, we're going like even though like wages are shit, wages are stagnating, um, people aren't making enough to get by, uh, most Americans don't have enough money for a $500 emergency or whatever. Even with all of that in mind, uh, Americans for the same kind of jobs are paid exponentially more than third world laborers. So, you know, if you have like a third world, you know, laborer working, you know, in a sweatshop in Bangladesh, they're making a very small fraction of what a McDonald's workers make in the United States, even though like both of them are in poverty. Both of them are being exploited by capitalism. Both of them are not having their basic needs met within like a, a framework of like basic needs being met. The person in the United States is having more of those needs met than in Bangladesh because mm-hmm. more of the profits are being given to the American worker based on, you know, minimum wage and um, higher requirements for, you know, uh, benefits and like these things of that nature and stuff like that. So basically it, it makes, it makes people in a first world country, they have, uh, not that they don't have more to gain by, you know, overthrowing capitalism, but the person in like the third world country has more to gain and they have less to lose in that circumstance. So it basically, um, it puts like the first world worker, even though that they're being exploited by a capitalist system, um, they have enough like creature comforts or whatever, that they're they're less incentivized to try to uh, r- destroy the status quo, and that's yeah. how you have a syst- like a like a situation in which you have so many people like these conservative chuds that are you know 
defend it and like love capitalism, even though they don't really understand what any of this shit fucking means. So uh, speaking of the, the, the rights or general quality of life that are afforded to American populations that are not afforded to the working classes in developing countries. Yeah. Uh, I think is, especially when you refer to the, the conservative chuds. Um, yeah. I think that there's a certain demonization of labor movements in the contemporary age that mm -hmm. is slowly detracting, uh, the American populace's ability to continue to advocate for themselves and mm -hmm. uh, a, a, a better treatment of their class in general. Oh yeah, and, absolutely. And as these things kind of perpetually get worse, it's like, it's like there's this like ebb and flow of um, like uh, uh, um, uh, an intolerance that is ultimately bred from poor treatment. And then that intolerance ultimately uh, is, solidified through labor movements uh yep. and um sometimes unionization efforts but i mean even then there's there's a demonization of even the terminology that's associated with that type of uh, you know unionization efforts and and organized labor yeah um i mean for for no reason other than it's just like oh they're businesses too and they prevent the invisible hand from jerking you off or something uh, <laughs> so yeah. uh all of these people end up in uh in these situations of uh intolerance to the point of trying to organize if they can never organize then sometimes they end up just becoming complacent i'm looking at this one guy uh in in the article that we were just reading about the the fucking phone mailboxes dude's yeah. 58 years old yeah and he's sitting in one of these igloos drinking a beer and listening to a soccer match on his radio. And he says, yeah. I sometimes have to sleep without my jacket because it's so warm in here. Now the framing of that statement yeah. makes it seem like this guy is super fucking thankful that it's the best thing in the world that he has the ability that the, 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 sleep the, the someone had mailbox. the benevolence exactly to, to, to bestow his him. phone mailbox on him. Yeah. It's like that's the type of complacency. I mean, like that that snapshot is the complacency of the working class today. Like I can't, like I, I'm I'm in a unique circumstance, like apart from the rest of the working class. But I like I don't I, I can't imagine like going back and working in a factory. Like f fuck. Like I mean, do you really want the truck that bad? I I don't know. Like what yeah. what what is it that's like what, what's that what's the eyes on the prize thing like you can't just be like i have to eat therefore i go to work like it's a whole lot easier just to organize with a bunch of folks and be like hey like this this is done like can we just like stop shitting on organizing and forget the fact that uh obviously they want us to be separate you know obviously they don't want us to bring any kind of uh uh like lawsuits where yeah 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 what's what's the type of oh, lawsuit class action but class like action lawsuits yeah against like the employer if yeah you're an yeah class action lawsuits against employers um i mean those are they're just massive fucking red flags it's like so before you know it you, you will ultimately be an underdeveloped nation that doesn't even have the means to execute intolerance uh, well, you know or, or you know uh, you know what I'm saying? I, no, no, yeah, you know, absolutely. And I think, um, I think, uh, uh, how am I going to put this? So I think 
basically the United States has been a failed uh, third world nation for a long time. And you, you've had um, black people through liberation efforts and stuff like that. And, you know, indigenous and like other uh, minority people, they don't have the like same status as well to do white people trying to, you know, wave the red flag of us like, hey, things pretty fucked over here. Things are pretty bad. People being exploited. People's lives ain't so good. Maybe you should fix this. You know, white people are like, shut the fuck up. I'm doing fine. I can watch football still. It's all good. You know, right? But it's like, I think that we're, we're slowly getting to a point where a larger and larger percentage of white people are like, oh, fuck. <laughs> My life kind of sucks. Yeah. This ain't so hot. I don't like this, right? And and I think when you're like, you're faced with that situation, you, you go one of two ways. You either become like a a right-wing neo-Nazi, like, fascist of, like, if only there weren't all these black people being exploited, maybe I wouldn't be exploited, right? You could either go down that path or you get on the other path of, like, maybe capitalism makes everyone's life fucking shitty and we gotta fucking fix this shit, right? That first path is fucking fascinating. Like, I kind of want to dig into that a little bit. Like, how... So, you could could fall down the alt-right pipeline, right? Let's say that you're well on your way to becoming a proud boy. Um... How is it that I mean, like, has has nobody ever heard of like a the the, the standard process for developing a cult member? Like, it, it seems like it it's like well in line. You see that you start to like cut yourself off from the rest of society. You start to discuss things only with the people who are simultaneously uh, building you up and chastising you for not being good enough. So you're constantly trying to appease an ever isolated. Uh, uh, cabal of individuals who push you farther and farther into the fringes of society to the point that you're always looking for validation from the administration and uh, architects of the system that is making sure you feel as inadequate as possible so you continually just going back to this hand that's feeding you well, I only have one anecdotal experience of I went to a surge meeting, which is for like a standing up for racial justice meeting where they read a quote from someone that had gotten introductionated into white supremacist ideology, but then broke free later and then talked about it. Mm-hmm. And from their perspective, like they were basically um, a disenfranchised, you know, poor white person from an abusive, you know, upbringing and stuff like that. Didn't have any uh, upward mobility or anything of that nature. And when they got brought into, um, I don't, I don't know what specific white supremacist group they became a part of, Ku Klux Klan, whatever. I don't, I have, I don't know. But the one, whichever one they did get indoctrinated into, they never chastised them. They never called them dumb or stupid or whatever. Whenever they would use like their shitty like race science, like they would like, and then they didn't, and the and the person you know, within this anecdote like didn't understand what was being told to them. They'd be like, "Oh no, it's fine. Like it's whatever. You'll fi- you'll figure it out eventually." And this kept like re uh, exposing them to it over and over and over again until it became second nature to them. Like never, ever, ever, ever chastised them. Never, never belittled them or made them feel lesser for not getting it. Well, okay. Only showed compassion to them. So, like, basically the person was in a place in their life where they were so downbeaten and so downtrodden, where they were looking for any kind of escape, and the only person that came to them in their time of need was a white supremacist organization, and then those were the people that showed compassion to them. 
but show them compassion to them well, through the lens of hate from of introducing fa- uh, through introducing white supremacy to them but but through an all okay so the faction doesn't necessarily show you that i mean it's not like they're like saying here's a whip beat yourself with it but they are simultaneously telling the individual that has reached out to them for uh you know a, a, a taste of usefulness uh that uh, so, so the 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 organization will tell them that um uh society is uh thinks they're a fuck up or society thinks that they're weird or you know like like the the incel community and their involvement with the proud boys right mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff um there's people that are like oh well it's it's not necessarily that you don't have a right to be fucked you're entitled to be fucked but right. uh you know that that's that's them and that's why you come to us because we're avoiding the feminist narrative uh, you know, that, uh, you know, all that bullshit, like eschew all yeah. that. So anytime that they start to have doubt, they're like, oh, well, you're going to go back to those people who think that you're just a fucking, you know, you're a loser that can't get laid. Like yeah, we're, yeah. we're here, we accept you. So like they're, they're feeding them these lies yeah. that are simultaneously breaking them down. And then the only way that they can get fed again is to either go back to a community that they have steadily been separating themselves from, making themselves more alien to it, yeah. And thus, uh, it's kind of it's it's what religions have been doing for a very long time, or at least I, I, yeah. I don't know religions in general. That that is a way too much of a blanket statement. It is what evangelical <laughs> Christians have been doing for a long time, where they effectively say like, you need to go out and proselytize to people, and as soon as you proselytize to somebody for the first time, you remember that awkward moment so much that you decide that you're only going to do that in very particular circumstances. Only the high percentage maneuvers are you going to try from that point onward, and every time you fuck up, you're going to go right back to that congregation that told you to do it, and you're like, hey, it didn't work out. I felt really weird about it, and they're like, it's okay. They're just lost. They don't understand. You're doing the right thing. That's cult mentality 101 right yeah like and they're weird you're not weird because you're with us and we well, will continue to be inclusive as long as you are it's true and uh like and i don't know how pertinent game theory is in all this and i don't want to excuse oh boy, like oh boy, oh boy. Ooh, 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 this is about the fun the hot takes the hot takes are coming out so like um like I don't like want to excuse like any kind of like right wing extremist kind of like ideology which has like you know very uh toxic and negative outcomes in the real world right but um so like let's contrast you know like let's say you know you have like whatever example of like you know incels and proud boys like trying to coax you uh into subtly accepting their their uh extremist uh uh values that have obvious negative consequences in the real world right and then you, and then you put that next to like uh identity politics like cancel culture where if you like incorrectly you know use the wrong pronoun or whatever or something like that or if you're like not up to speed on like whatever is like the current like culture war or whatever you can be called like a racist homophobe etc like you get what i'm like trying to say like there's like 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 there isn't like the same kind of association of like of like um identity politics people kind of being like oh yeah it's okay you'll you'll learn like our lingo and indoctrination the right way eventually 
eventually we'll teach you how to say all the right words and do all the right moves. There's kind of like this expectation like within like identity politics that you have to like come in fully formed, fully knowing uh, the space and how you're supposed to interact with it. And uh, if you don't, then at any, any second you can come under like Twitter firing squad for not being the appropriate level of wokeness for a lack of better words. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Do you get what I'm trying to say? Without yeah, like I'm not trying to excuse anybody or say anything's right mm-hmm. or say anything's wrong, but like from like a simple tactic of like trying to bring in new recruits, like let let's like you know, it's called a culture war for a reason, right? You're trying to to win it and become the normalized side. If you have one side that's trying to cult leader style you know, subterfuge, bring people into it by saying one thing, but being something else, you know, to make insecure people feel at home. And you have another side that's, you know, willing to decap, you know, guillotine whoever doesn't, you know, fully embrace their ideology through and through from the get go. You know, it's like, uh, where do you expect people to go? You know? Mm hmm. Yeah, they'll they'll go to the people who make them feel comfortable or the groups that accept them for uh, whatever it is they think is worthy of being accepted for. It it really doesn't matter as long as they get the numbers up. You know, they're they're going for the sell. And if they get the sell, that's all that really matters. So if they can attract people with uh, low-hanging fruit... Sure. And it's easy. It, it really is easy on these social media platforms in which people are so ready to jump down somebody's throat at a moment's notice and judge oh, yeah. them for such superficial conditions oh, yeah. that they don't agree with a, a stupid, uh, um, you know, a, a poorly articulated, uh, superficial opinion. Right. Happens all too often. All I, too had often. Had it happen to me. I, I, oh, I did yeah. to somebody before the episode started. I commented on that guy's fucking ad. I was like, what, you're going to tell me that you're not a politician? That's your fucking platform? I can't even find any of your, your opinions <laughs> on your website. Like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's that type of behavior that ultimately yeah. breeds the ease that comes with insecurity, marketing a shitty ideology on the basis of just being kind to somebody. Yeah, like, like, a, like, uh... <sighs> Yeah, like imagine, you know, like if I wanted to be like some fucking right wing freakoid, like I could just, you know, find people that had shitty takes in like left wing circles and got downvoted to hell on Reddit and then shoot them like a direct message and be like, hey, I'm sorry that those feminists were so mean to you. Here's some fucking Nazi fuel. Does that make you feel any better? You know? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Whatever it is that they think that you don't have. You already have the most valuable thing that any person could hope to have, and that's your fucking whiteness. Yeah, exactly. Like, you already got. They're just it, jealous, you're you know. There. Everybody that tells you otherwise is a hater. Yeah, like so, believe in yourself. You, you know, you are valuable. You are worthy. <laughs> the number of times people, man, people have killed for one to hear that kind of shit. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially if you got a hard upbringing and stuff like that, you've never been told yeah. like you're good enough. You know, you know, you just, yeah. you just whisper a few sweet little words to somebody, and then like, <laughs> boom, you got him, hook line yeah. sinker. So yeah, it's amazing so that I'll... this has happened so candidly, and it only happens in societies that are that have reached that level of complacency, like we were talking about a moment ago. Like mm-hmm. you have to have a society that is beaten down and, ab- you know, so alienated from their communities that they are seeking any type of uh, of emotional exactly. and spiritual fulfillment 
anytime somebody is going to just dangle a little bit in front of them, they're like, I will do anything to get that. Yep. I'll associate myself with fucking neo-Nazis to do that. Yeah. You know it's bad. You see a fucking, they've got a Nazi flag. Like, you know it's bad. (laughs) Exactly. If it it gets me acceptance, I'll fucking do it. Yeah. Whew. Damn. Jeez. Fucking truth bombs up in this bitch. Life's hard. Life is fucking hard, man. Life's hard. Don't Life's don't hard. get don't get fooled by the low hanging fruit. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't fucking know. Um, but also, it's easier than that. Like, hey, you know, there's a lot of people around you that I'm sure uh, would very much be willing to, at the very least, reciprocate uh, genuine uh, uh, emotional vulnerability and um, the the aspect of a potential friendship. I mean, I, 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 and I, I, I don't know why I feel the need to say that, but I'm sure that there are a lot of people, maybe even some of our listeners, that will be your friend. That, that yeah, they need Zenic they empowerment need will be your friend. Will be your friend if you read Dos Capitol Volume One. <laughs> Go to our Patreon. The State Revolution by Lenin. <laughs> <laughs> Quotations from Mao. <laughs> then we'll be your friend. It sounded but, ready. Yeah. but only after you read those three books. Yeah, it comes with that caveat. Don't have to give us money because we don't have a picture. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we're not worried about that shit right now. <laughs> One day. Oh, man. Speaking of the quest for bread, I'm so hungry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had enough money to fill my tummy. Um, um, okay. The, uh, the, the, what, what you're supposed to learn from that, that rant is, uh, 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 people that are being, um, uh, sincere on the internet, uh, don't jump down their throats, uh, try, try to explain things to them in a, in a generous way as, as lefties. Because if you're not generous with them, with your time, there is a fucking neo-Nazi out there that is more than ready to be generous as fucking hell with this fucking time mm-hmm. to send them down the fucking fascist sinkhole. So that that's all I'm going to say. And it's it's not a it's an uphill battle. I mean, not, to get not people to, out of that fucking sinkhole. Well, to get people out of that sinkhole and to win that battle because. Uh, I think the left does not have the the shiny things that the far right has right now, um, and and that's uh, you know one that their opinions are currently normalized. I think that's that's the only reason why they can continue to try to propagate ideologies like racial supremacy, uh, supremacy, uh, um, uh, nationalism, uh, American exceptionalism, so on and so forth. Uh, just general fascist tendencies it, it, because they're so easy to just approach someone and say, you're fucking awesome because you were born in a certain place. You didn't have to do anything. It, you just mm-hmm. have to get them to believe that, you know, they're just fucking awesome for the sake of doing so. And who uh, doesn't want to hear that they're awesome? Exactly. It's like they're, they are incentivized to listening to you, to believing you, to, to, to taking another bite out of their shit sandwich. Uh, but on the other end, it's like, 
you know, somebody on the left is like, actually, you know, like you're pretty much worthless as, as an individual per se. Like you, you need to be a part of a larger community and bigger, you know, subsystems in order to be able to fight this this deeply entrenched power structure that is not going anywhere anytime soon unless you pretty much give your blood for it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, one, one seems a lot, uh, you know, you know, a lot nicer than the other, a lot more comfortable. It's like, fuck. So you're telling me my options are that a, I'm fucking awesome (laughs) because where I was born or B, I'm fucking worthless. <laughs> you, <laughs> Jesus well, I mean, Christ, Tim. You're just not. You're not as awesome as you think you are, and there's there's no exceptionalism, and you're probably gonna die for your beliefs. Jesus unless Christ. You have enough people that help you. God. <laughs> Is that not the oh. way to sell it? Am I doing it the wrong way? You're, sell- that's, you're the worst salesman ever. Am I the worst salesman ever? Shit. Oh, my God. It, you're like, I don't want to buy it ever. I, I, I actually, I'm I'm a far-right person now. <laughs> I already bought it. You make me want to sell it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I don't want to buy fuck? it. I don't like my product. <laughs> what the fuck? God, comes with the ter- comes with that the was the worst fucking pitch in human history. Look, look how bad my my uh, commoditization is. Jesus of, of... Christ! Well, Tim. fucking you tell me. You sell it to me instead. Your turn, you motherfucker. I'm gonna be all judgmental of you. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna start with you're worthless. So no matter okay. what I say, it's going to sound more appetizing. You're worthless. <laughs> <laughs> you're worthless i think i think uh i think it's the the cell is better to because i feel like a lot of um i'm I'm going i'm going to contextualize it to make my my cell sound better before i sell it so that way people are already on my side they're like oh from that perspective that sounds pretty good so but i'm gonna do it anyways <laughs> So the my mine is is that I think I think lefties spend way too much time trying to academize. How do you how do you phrase that? Ac- ac- make it academia, academatize, uh, yeah. uh, whatever. Yeah. You yeah. get what I'm trying to fucking say. Yeah, what's the word? Search of the P uh, uh, means like uh, uh, trying to sound smarter than you actually are. Pagina. Uh, Pagina. <laughs> is that the P word? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got it yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, okay i think so i think uh too many people spend too much time trying to uh turn it into uh, just turn um leftism slash marxism into just like this mental um jousting battle right that that you pose against like other pseudo intellectuals on the internet to be like no you fucking liberals you're wrong and i'm right because of this book and then you fucking conservatives if you read this then my book is right because of that right and all of those arguments like while they they serve their 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 function and space and time and like whatever you know maybe some random douche 
douchebag will scroll across and be like, oh, that's a pretty good fucking argument. <laughs> like, for the most part, like, it's, like, completely, like, fucking worthless unless you can create, like, a a a, a bond with, like, just, like, regular, like, fucking, like, working fucking people, right? Because the fucking revolution train doesn't fucking go choo-choo unless you can get, like, regular fucking working people on the fucking choo-choo fucking train so i would just you do you just gotta like like you're gonna get a match uh, people's material fucking needs like just like hey uh oh you don't have fucking health care well why don't you have health care oh your job doesn't provide health care oh why doesn't your job provide health care oh well it seems like there's like certain things that aren't being afforded to you uh, from your situation and just like finding people what's missing from their life from like living a full life what they're worried about oh you want you wanted to oh uh, uh become a fucking biology teacher but you can't fucking afford college right and just like taking that finding like it's a lot more work right obviously the the uphill battle for the left is it's more work because you got to meet people where they're at, and you've got to be able to to tailor dress it to uh, the specific needs of the individual. But the benefit that the left has is that we speak truth to power, and that we're dealing with like the actual reality of where we live. Because obviously, uh, you're not you're not amazing just because of where you're born, right? So the rights advantage is that um, their cells a lot easier. They, 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 they pose really simple solutions to complex questions, the complex uh, issues, right? So th- th- that gives them the easy cell of, of they give them really simple answers, but, but, but where the left's ultimately going to win over a long enough span and period of time is that the, the answers to the issues that people have, um, we actual answer them in a concrete way to um, actually help people get to where they want to be <sighs> yes I agree I have a little analogy <laughs> so, does it involve telling people they're worthless yes no okay so <laughs> you have two sides of the same coin you have masturbation and you have sexual intercourse right now both of these things can lead to a similar outcome. Now, however, one is much easier to do independently, especially, than the mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. So in the instance that you're talking about the ease of prescription, and especially whenever it comes to uh, the, that as it relates to the outcome, I think that just based on regular old good old human nature, we can expect that one of these two things is probably going to happen more often than the other. Right. So you're so, saying that rightoids are jerking themselves off. Yes. And that lefties are fucking. Yes. We're raw dog fucking out there. Well, we're, see, making we're only the real fucking sex. if we get together. Right. We're making the real sex. Otherwise, we're not doing anything at all. So we've got to collectivize the sex 
Yeah, you got to collectivize the sex. Otherwise, you're just you're just stroking yourself. You're just making yourself feel better for an immediate gratification right now, oh, yeah. not paying attention what's going to happen in the future because who gives a fuck? I feel good right now. Somebody mm-hmm. told me I was white and I like the way that makes me feel, so I'm going to fucking whack myself off to it and it's going to be all good. But in order to actually have sex, you might have to take care of your personal appearance. You might have to make sure your hygiene is up to par. You might have to go out and actually woo somebody so that they want to have sex with you. You know, you, you got to do all these other things and then they have to be on board. They have to be consenting. They have to do all of those things as well. So ultimately, you know, when you're just looking at these two things side by side, especially considering that, you know, at least from the male experience, these things lead to a similar outcome, at least. Like, why are you not going to just masturbate versus having sex? It's like, well, I mean, like, duh, one is, you know, many times better than the other, but one's easier. <laughs> one's easier. One doesn't, one doesn't like require the, work. The convenience. Put is, in the work. In the work. Yeah, it's like, it's just like, it's a world apart. Like, it, I mean, it's it's kind of self-evident in these, like, these incel communities. It's like, and, you, and I'm not saying, like, it's their own goddamn fault, but, I mean, like, sometimes it might be. Like, I mean, I, I mean, some of it, maybe they're just, like, they're falling for a narrative repeatedly, and they're just, like, continually digging themselves a hole that yeah. get, get them farther and farther away from ultimately having sex. And as long as the incel community leaders can ensure that none of their community is having sex, <laughs> then they can have a constituency that prevents them from uh, uh, you know, entering mainstream society of regular people banging each other. <laughs> yeah, man. That's my metaphor of the day. That's it. That's good, man. That's what I got, yeah. That's good. Uh, How people fall for alt-right cults by Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Should turn that into uh, an an essay. Fuck yeah. I think I'm going to do it. You could become a thought leader, Tim, based off that. A thought leader. I'm going to become Mm -hmm. a uh, carpenterist. A carpenterist. (laughs) Carpenterist. Carpenterist. It sounds good. I'm going to go... I am going to go peddle my ideas in the free marketplace of ideas. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you like it? Shut the fuck up. Buy my product. Oh. Oh. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and I'll sing like that too if you buy. If you buy one, I'll be like, oh, 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 oh thank you for buying my idea. Keep on jacking off. Don't have sex. <laughs> Take it for buying my idea. <laughs> oh my god, are we done? Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you, everybody who's listened this so much far of this episode of <laughs> Cynic Empowerment. If you would like to uh, become our best friend, you can do so by emailing us at cynicempowerment at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you there. If you would like to uh, stop being a white supremacist, you can do so by tweeting us at cynicempowerme1 on the Twitter. And if you would like to stop being a member of the Proud Boys, we would like to drag you out of it. And you can do that by liking us on Facebook and messaging us at Cynic Empowerment. 
you would mean a lot to us. We'd love to see you there. And if you are listening to us through any of the listening apps out there, please, for the love of God, please, for the love of God, please, a like and review the show. It means a lot to us, and it helps other people find us. Yeah. Back in 1972, I used to, I used to go to St. Elizabeth's Hospital, and then they closed it down. So if you want to find me these days, you can find me in one of those foam mailboxes down on 5th Street. Oh. That's where you can find me, Jimmy. Oh, no, no, no. You see where I'm going there? I want to leave him on a high note. What the fuck? Ow, that actually really hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Why? You can find us like a poor incel on a 4chan forum. Oh, man. Is that one sad, too? You can find us like like complacency in the American workplace. (laughs) (laughs) Like that one? I'll keep that one. That's pretty good. That's everybody. (laughs) All right, cool. (laughs)